them from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Ladies and gentlemen, the, every cable news channel that covers news has a countdown clock to the shutdown, and they're all wrong. Under six hours to the government shutdown, midnight tonight. Now, with all due respect, do you know where most federal bureaucrats are as I speak? They're at the dinner table. Or they've gone to the movies. It's Friday evening, almost Friday night on the East Coast where Washington, D.C. is located. The heart and soul of the federal Leviathan has already shut down. I'll prove it to you. Go ahead and make a call to the Department of Energy. Make a call to the Department of Agriculture. Make a call to the Environmental Protection Agency. You see, the government's priorities, well, they simply don't exist on the weekends, at night, or on government-sanctioned holidays. The government shuts down effectively every night when non-essential employees go home. There's not a night shift at the Department of Housing and Urban Development. There's not a night shift at the uh, Department of uh, what you name it. Just the Defense Department, the National Security Agency, the CIA, you know, FBI, stuff like that. But the vast majority of the government, they're gone. Let me tell you, they're not here in Washington, D.C. So these cable news Countdown to shutdown gimmicks for ratings are just that, gimmicks for ratings. The federal, hello, the federal government has effectively shut down already. And not just for a few hours, they've shut down Saturday, they've shut down Sunday. Last weekend, which was a Martin Luther King Jr. National holiday weekend, the federal government shut down for three days in a row, 72 hours. So as I speak, the vast majority of bureaucrats are at the dinner table eating, as I right, right this minute. Or drinking. Or driving home. And oh, I'm right. I can tell you, just call one of the departments and agencies of the federal government and see if you can get somebody. Uh, you won't. So let's put this in some context. That's number one. Number two, Social Security checks will continue to go out. Medicare reimbursements will continue to go out. Medicaid will continue to be paid. Because our massive federal entitlements are not on a appropriation schedule the way the rest of the federal budget is. So that's not going to happen. Number three, the Republicans should stand their ground. If they even know what their ground is, they should stand their ground. 
It is a moral imperative that the, that the Republicans stop giving in to the leftist blackmail, which is supported by the conga line of Praetorian Guard phony reporters and journalists. It is not the number one priority of the American people that DACA be legalized. I keep hearing 63%, even of Trump supporters, so all of a sudden they want to hear from Trump supporters. That poll is from a left-wing organization that hates Trump and hates Trump supporters and hates conservatives. Yet they just keep burping it up. But let me tell you a little secret. The vast majority of America doesn't think DACA is the number one issue in America either. The Democrat leadership and party do. And it should be wrapped around their necks. It is the party of illegal immigration, and it is the party of the government shutdown, such as it is. We call it a government shutdown. It's not a government shutdown. There's a piece in the Wall Street Journal that gets it mostly right. Much of the federal government would keep running in a shutdown. That's the title. So the media know this. The Praetorian Guard reporters and journalists, they all know this. But they have a countdown clock as if they know, oh, my God, the government's going to shut down. Did you get your toilet paper and your water and your milk for your kids? You got the diapers? Uh, everybody check on the elderly? Everybody okay? Nothing's going to happen. Nothing. Maybe institutional Washington will affect it, be affected. Maybe some federal contractors will be affected for a very short period of time. Maybe some... You know, civil service union employees will be affected for a very, very short time. Oh, my goodness, we can't have that. The private sector, a shutdown means you're out of business, you're broke. In government, it means we can't fund illegal aliens and get them legalized. So the Wall Street Journal, Louise Randowski, that the federal government shuts down at midnight Friday, I want to repeat, it is shut down right now for all intents and purposes. These domestic agencies and departments are not available to hear from you. They're not available to process your forms. They're not available for any problems you may have. They went home. They shut down. They locked the door. They're not back till Monday. And with any luck, they're not back then either, quite frankly. Because there are bigger moral issues here than whether or not DACA is legalized and whether or not the federal government runs a few more weeks. Those bigger moral issues include the massive debt that will crush future generations, generations yet born, will crush them. We are spending money that hasn't even been created yet by children who haven't even been born yet. But we can't have that discussion. Because on the left, unless you're born, you're not even a child to begin with. It goes on, if the federal government shuts down at midnight Friday, much of its work will continue, according to carefully laid plans that have become a familiar part of agency life amid regular political brinkmanship. Now, this should scare the hell out of you. This should scare the hell out of you. How do you shut down the federal government? What if you want to shut down the federal government, apart from the essential employees in defense, intelligence, uh, law enforcement, and so forth? How do you shut it down? Apparently, you can't. But it can shut down itself one day when it all comes collapsing down, a.k.a. Venezuela, a.k.a. North Korea. I don't mean the, the dictators and so forth, but I mean 
collapsing on the people. Social Securities will be deposited as 53,000 workers for that agency stay on the job because the payments don't rely on an annual appropriation. And by necessary implication, government lawyers have decided the Social Security Administration should make sure that the checks go out. So if you want a permanent job for the rest of time, and it doesn't matter whether the government shuts down or not, you want to work at the Social Security Administration or the post office, but that's a whole other issue. The planned Woman's March on the National Mall should be able to go ahead. Oh, well, thank goodness for that. As the National Park Service says, it has special provisions for First Amendment activities that require crowd control. Okay, so if the Woman's March can go forward, and it's not the Woman's March. It's the left-wing kook Woman's March. Not conservative women out there marching. But my point is, if the Women's March can go on, anything can go on. Oh, we have a government shutdown, but the Women's March can go on. That's essential. Well, that's good to know. Meat, poultry, and egg inspections will continue because they are considered by the U.S. Department of Agriculture to be essential to safeguarding human life. They will continue except at night and on the weekends when the government shuts down and the bureaucrats go home. And too, so will the work of special counsel Robert Mueller. Well, there you go. He never shuts down. Investigating potential Russian interference. No, he's not. He's investigating everything but Russian interference. Since that doesn't rely on an annual funding appropriation. I'm getting to a point here. Mr. Mueller's team will join around 95,000 Justice Department employees continuing law enforcement activities because, as the agency says, the law enforcement capacity of the U.S. government should not be impaired or perceived to be impaired. Well, we wouldn't want it to be perceived to be impaired. Now, there's about 120 or 30,000 employees at the Department of Justice, all of whom are not involved in law enforcement, quite frankly. So 95,000 of them are unaffected. The detailed picture, including the myriad justifications for shutdown exceptions, comes from hundreds of pages of contingency plans updated by federal agencies in 2017 and published online. Office of Management and Budget, Mick Mulvaney, told reporters today, he's the director, that his agency intended to manage the shutdown across the federal government differently from the Obama administration approach. Matter of fact, Mr. Producer, let us get that cut ready. That is cut one. Go. Uh, OMB is preparing for what we're calling the Schumer shutdown. Um, it still surprises me, and I've been through some of these before, um, that the Democrats in the Senate are opposing a bill that they don't oppose. Um, they're for clean CRs. Uh, they're for the, the extension to the CHIP program. Many of them support the delay in some of the taxes, most specifically the medical device tax, the Cadillac tax especially. Um, they don't oppose anything in the bill. Uh, but they are opposing um, the bill. Um, I just want to let everybody know that uh, we don't want this. We do not want to shut down. Uh, but if Mr. Schumer insists on it, he is in a position to force this uh, on the American people. Uh, from an OMB perspective, because we're involved in managing a lapse or a shutdown, and we want to make folks uh, understand that it will look very different um, than it did under the previous administration. One of the things that I've learned since I've been in this office um, is that there's no other way to describe it, but the Obama administration weaponized the shutdown in 2013. 
What they didn't tell you was that they did not encourage agencies to use carry-forward funds, carry-forward funds, funds that they were sitting on, nor did they encourage agencies to use transfer authority. They could have made the shutdown in 2013 much less impactful, but they chose to make it worse. The only conclusion I can draw is they did so for political purposes. So it will look different this time around. This guy's good. He's better than he was in Congress. I can tell you that. He is a good OMB director. Look how he just laid that out. We talked about this at the time, too. They already have funds. Oops, I have mail. They don't have to shut down the parks, and they shut down the parks anyway. And this is the dirty little secret that shouldn't be a secret any longer. The vast majority of the federal government remains open. More people are home tonight than will be home on Monday when the government officially shuts down. Are you following what I'm saying? More federal workers are home tonight at dinner, at the movies, at parties, social events, the bar, whatever, doing what people do, than will be home on Monday. That is, I think, all we need to know. They'll try and scare the senior citizens because that's what the left does. They'll try to scare people who are in hospitals, you know, like people are going to pull the needles out of their veins and send them home. And yet the Democrats create these myths and then they shut down the government unless unless we give legalization to illegal aliens. They drag the country through this trauma, the media. You know, I, I've come to think that we really need two things now in the future for reporters and journalists, and they really ought to do this voluntarily because they're right. The First Amendment applies to them. Number one, drug testing, and number two, IQ testing. Something is wrong with these people in the media. Something is wrong with these people. They keep bringing this Bandy X. Leon, this this uh, alleged professor of the alleged uh, Yale uh, College. Uh, university, they ought to bring her on to do analysis of them. Only in America could a man as totally moronic and superficial as Joe Scarborough have a TV show. Only in America. But I'm quite serious about this. The vast majority of the American people don't get the facts about what a so-called government shutdown is. They don't know. Paul Ryan was on this show several years ago. Maybe it was 2013 period. Maybe it was, yeah, I think that's right. He said a government sh- in a government shutdown, about 17% of the workforce actually is at home. I think that was the number. Right, Mr. Producer? We had to dig that up at some point. 17%. So by my calculation, that means 83% are working or supposedly working. So tonight, on the West Coast, it's not night. On the East Coast, it is night, 6.21 p.m. Eastern Time. There are more federal workers at home right now, when the government is supposedly open, than will be at home on Monday when the government is supposedly shut down. 99% of federal workers are home tonight. 
17% will be home on Monday. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. the internet is you can do your own research now I understand there's very negative things if you abuse the process with social media and you attack people but that's with anything but the great thing is you can do your own research you can bypass CNN and MSNBC you can bypass the propagandists in Congress and so forth and do your own research I want you to listen to this cut to Mick Mulvaney again with the notorious Jim Acosta of CNN go Shutdown. How can it be the Schumer shutdown when Republicans control the White House, uh, the House, and the Senate? Come on, you know the answer to that as well as anybody. I mean, I, I, I have to laugh when people say that, oh, we control the House, the Senate, the White House, why can't you get this done? You know as well as anybody that it takes 60 votes in the Senate to pass an appropriations bill, right? You know that. I know. Okay, so when you only have 51 votes in the Senate, then you have to have Democrat support in order to keep the government to fund the government. Apparently, this is a problem a lot of reporters and a lot of cable networks are having. I won't name them all, so I don't have to embarrass them. But when you hear a reporter say that, you know they're a left-wing hack, there's a filibuster rule. Everybody knows there's a filibuster rule in the Senate. Unless you have 60 Republicans and good Republicans, you can't overcome it. If you turn off your radio and open the window, you can probably hear him straight from the studio. Call Mark Levin at 877-381-3811. Let's take a few calls of people who've worked in the government in the past and their experiences, and then let's keep rolling along. Ed, in Pennsylvania, wars for Berg or whatever, on the Mark Levin app. Where are you, Ed? I'm in the... I'm in a county in uh, mid-Pennsylvania. I have two traffic lights in a whole county. There you go, baby. Go right ahead. So um, I, uh, I said I had some experience in the number of shutdowns. I worked in the Department of Defense for about 18 years as a project manager in various levels and was responsible for about $2 billion worth of acquisitions of weapon systems and went through, as I said, numerous shutdowns, and they... they you, you always get through them, but they're always just a headache. Uh, what happens is uh, that they tell you to go to home, go home, but I was at the level I sort of had to come in. I remember one time a general officer called us and said, you have to go home. So I sort of just didn't listen to him. But anyways, the contractor... All right, let's, let's, let, let, let's stay focused. What you told the call screener is the Republicans should hold out and not cave into the Democrats. Now, why do you say that? Now... It's, it's, I think it's just being in a better position. I don't, I don't think the, as you said, I, I, DACA is not a, not a problem for me. It's more, uh, defense, uh, security for the nation, uh, the yeah. economy, those types of things. Right. I uh, mean, I mean, the fact is that legalizing these people will be permanent and will have horrific consequences down the road with millions more following through chain migration. You're, you're passing on a debt that is... Uh... Yeah, yeah, and inconveniencing a few people, and that's what it is when you talk about 320 million people in this country. Inconveniencing a small percentage of the, the, uh, uh, of the federal government, 
uh, is something the Democrats play on on and on and on again. What I'm trying to show is it's not as damaging as people think. No, it isn't. I've been through, as I said, from my position, having worked as, as a project manager, I went through all of them, through Carter, and, and, and every time... It well, was, I went through all five of Reagan's, and I was glad he did it, because we wouldn't have the MX missile, we wouldn't have had the Pershing II, he wouldn't be able to cut one damn dime in domestic spending, he wouldn't have been able to do any of that stuff. And he's considered one of the greatest presidents, certainly by me. And we needed the MX missile and the Pershing II to defeat the Soviets, to outspend them. He built up the military. wouldn't have been possible. He wouldn't have gotten one penny for the Strategic Defense Initiative if he didn't force a shutdown of the federal government. I am so tired of the whining of, oh, this poor guy won't get this, and this guy won't get a check, and this guy won't get that. Isn't it amazing? After the government shutdown BS is over, everybody still gets. They're still at the gravy train. They're still at the public trough. Have you noticed that, Ed? Absolutely. All right, sir. Thank you for your call. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Have, do we ever fire federal workers? Really? No, we just don't fill positions. But in the private sector, people are laid off all the time. And I don't hear Chuck Schumer crying about it. I don't see uh, the media reporting on it for three weeks in a row. You don't hear any of it because we've become government-centric. The media are government-centric. The politicians are government-centric. There's 320 million people in this country. There's 2 million bureaucrats. There's 800,000 DACA, 3.6 million Illegal alien young people. Where are the priorities here? Let's continue, shall we? George, Sayreville, North Carolina, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, uh, I just say uh, I'm a civil service employee. I know it's kind of touchy right now. It is affecting me. I'm tra traveling home right now from a training course the Army sent me on. I'm also a reservist for the last 25 years. I've been serving in a uniform. That's also being stopped. Yeah, well, let me tell you something else, George. Uh, the President of the United States is trying to break out of this sequestration. Uh, and my guess is you would be helped by that, too. And he can't get that from the Democrats because they're saying no. They insist that $1 in increase in spending for the military has to be met with $1 increase in domestic spending. So how should we resolve this? The, the Republicans need to have a backbone, and I think Trump's the one who's giving it to them, along with the we the people that put them there. If we give in to this illegality that the DACA folks are having and the Democrats keep pushing down on us, we're never going to get back to where we need to be. And right now we're all going up. We're lifting all the boats. They need to get on board or they need to get out of office. And right now it's going to affect me as long as this goes on. But... I say, get it, get it done right. Let's were you do it. were you in the mil you were in the military when the the, uh, the so-called government shut down in 2013? Uh, yes, sir. And how did that affect you? Um, same thing. I was still doing the same job as a civilian, and I'm um, also on the reserve side. So we. How much money did you lose? Um, we didn't on the civilian side because they did retroactively pay that back. Um, work for the DOD, but uh, as a reservist, we had missed out training. That's the biggest part right now. Well, I know, and it's 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 a problem. But what what I'm trying to say is, we're a thousand pilots short in the Air Force right now. Our uh, R and D is a disaster. 
we are cannibalizing good jets in order to make sure other good jets can fly. We had a 600-ship Navy under Reagan. We're now at about 280 ships. The Democrats will not fully fund the Strategic Defense Initiative, a defense initiative, even though the North Koreans now have ICBMs with uh, nuclear tips, the Iranians are getting them, and so forth. They bring us to this position. And nobody was a bigger defender and advocate of the military than Reagan, and he shut down the government repeatedly in order to promote <clears throat> the programs and the spending that he needed. What's happening here is the Democrats want to shut down the government to the extent it's shut down, and you're a very small percentage of the people. But you didn't lose anything. You're saying you don't have training in terms of your own finances I'm talking about. The fact of the matter is, sometimes you've got to take on these bullies, these left-wing kook bullies, in order to move this country in the right direction. And I think you agree with that. I do. That's fine. Fathers did that. They put their life and, and their fortune up against it. So we have to do some of that as well to help save it for our kids because that's the only thing we got to leave them. You're and a good man, George. Good man. I much appreciate your call. Thank you, my friend. You know, these heroes are always heroes. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Matt Huggins, Missouri, Sirius Satellite. Go. Sir, thank you for taking my call. Hey, I'm a, I'm active duty military. I've been serving for over 21 years. God bless I'd like you. To say uh, to start this off, uh, I heard a, a soundbite from General Mattis today, uh, who I have great respect for. I was privileged to serve with him in Afghanistan in 2001, and uh, he discussed the morale of a government, what that does to the military, what a government shutdown does to the military. And he had a good point, but I want to go beyond that, and I want to say the biggest morale crusher for the military is when there is not a budget passed at exactly. the beginning of the fiscal year, sir. And when you have to hear left-wing kook politicians and their media surrogates say, we're not increasing defense spending $1 unless we increase domestic spending $1 as well. That's this phony sequestration that's killing the military. Absolutely, sir. We were actually at work today. I was discussing with my supply officer whether we were going to buy toilet paper for the folks who live in the barracks or whether we were going to buy safety items so that they could train. Isn't that awful? That is outrageous. It's disgusting. Congress needs to have a budget to the president at the beginning. No, of they the need to have the right budget to the president. Trust me, if the Republicans went along with the Democrats in their priorities, we'd have a budget passed in a second. But I am uh, I am not for another continuing resolution. I'm for letting the the budget run out, if you will. I shouldn't use the word budget, but the funding mm -hmm. run out mm -hmm. and shut it down, sir. Because yeah, but you need to know something, Matt. It takes a long time for the money to run out. The, the a continuing resolution does nothing for military readiness, sir. Can I tell you something else, Matt? One of the things that doesn't shut down. Our tax payments. Are you aware of that? Yes, sir. So in other words, if the federal government would spend just what it takes in and properly prioritize it, we wouldn't even be in this position. Absolutely, sir. Because the money keeps flowing in. People who pay taxes quarterly, you pay your payroll taxes. That's not stopping. That's not shut down. You're paying your federal income taxes. If you pay them earlier, you pay them by April 15th or on April 15th. That's not shut down. And so the federal government gets around, it gets uh, 
well over $3 trillion in taxes. So why are they shutting down? I agree, sir. And I'd like to add one more thing, please. Yes, sir. Uh, the, the previous caller talked about uh, how when there was a shutdown, there was retroactive pay for right. service members and DOD employees. Yeah. Um, I think he said on the civilian side, but I could be wrong. Yes, sir. Uh, actually, during the shutdown in 2013, Congress actually did pass legislation where active duty military started getting paid before the shutdown was even over. Yeah, and I think they do that every single time. Both parties come together to do that. But the so point we, I want to make yeah, yeah. is that come Monday, right. if I know yeah. I'm going to work and I don't know that I'm going to get paid on February 1st, mm-hmm. I and all my comrades are going to put on our uniforms and we're going to go to work and we're going to serve proudly whether we have a paycheck coming or not, sir. This is why you're unique, you and your buddies. Thank you for your call, Matt. I'm not hearing that from the Department of uh, Health and Human Services. <laughs> I hear it from, from the military personnel. Now, let's put the military aside for a minute. 83% of the government remains open and working. 17% does not. This is what you need to understand. We can go anecdotal, but the truth is, when you look at the numbers, the numbers are the numbers. Let's see. Oh, we'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, I love my car, but it's reached that age where Things are starting to go wrong. This is the 2010 Camaro. I don't worry about those problems anymore, though. Not since I got extended vehicle service protection from CarShield. Getting covered by CarShield is such a great idea. It's affordable protection that can save you thousands for a covered repair. And a new fuel pump costs 500 bucks. Replacing a water pump's over 1000 And if you need repairs to a control arm or a torque converter, stuff most of us never heard of until it breaks, of course, now we're talking thousands of dollars to fix. They even have plans that cover your car's computer, GPS, electronics, and a whole lot more. You decide. CarShield's the ultimate in extended coverage, and they get your favorite mechanic or dealership paid directly. Now, the way it usually works is you're out of pocket, and then you have to beg for a reimbursement, or then you have to beg to have the company pay for the repairs. They pay directly. Sign up today, get 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is in the shop. So save yourself from high repair bills. Get covered by CarShield like I did before something goes wrong. Call 800-CAR-6100, mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com and use code LEVIN, that's L-E-V-I-N, to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, a deductible may apply. You know, as I continue to think about this, this mirage that we that we keep dealing with, we never talk about ExxonMobil shutting down, do we? We never talk about Apple computers shutting down, do we? We never talk about these great capitalist success stories shutting down. They don't shut down. I mean, if they go bankrupt. But I'm saying they don't sit there and say, I can't get a budget passed, so I'm shutting down. 
I can't get exactly what I want, so I'm shutting down. The private sector is so much more responsible and responsive to the American people. I want you to think about this. The same party, the Democrat Party, that has built this massive Leviathan, and now with Republican support, telling us we cannot survive without it. Listen, we can't survive without it. Diane Feinstein, she finally settled on a position. People are going to die. And yet they shut down the government in order to insist that illegal aliens be made legal and eventually citizens and eventually bring in 10 or 20 family members. We're talking tens of millions. Tens of millions. By the way, next hour, I mean, we'll continue this. We're going to go on a new subject slightly. You're going to find what, what, what? Just stick with me. Wikipedia. Can Wikipedia be trusted? Just like Google and some of the others were finding out, Facebook, with these left-wing agendas, does Wikipedia have a left-wing agenda? And I'm going to discuss this. Based on my own experience. I'm not going to read it all, but based on what is on Wikipedia in my name. Does Wikipedia have a left-wing agenda? Like these other large search entities. They're allowed to. Do whatever they want. But the answer is, it has a big left-wing agenda. And again, I will use myself as an example, because I'm selfless. I'll use myself as an example. And you folks know me. And I want to I want to blow the lid off of this, this idea that Wikipedia is a legitimate search site. Now, you can get some information off it and pursue it on your own, but on the whole, it is not a legitimate search site. It is a left-wing propaganda mill. There's not a conservative I know who isn't slimed in Wikipedia by the way they manage that site. So... We're going to deal with this somewhat the next hour. I'm not dropping this. Don't get me wrong. And we're going to add other things, too. We're going to add other things, too. Oh, there's the clock. Oh, yes, the federal government's going to shut down by midnight tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You know what happens at midnight tonight? It's Saturday. That's it. Midnight tonight, it'll be Saturday morning. Midnight in a second. Once again, the federal government is closed. It's nighttime. The federal government's always closed. At nighttime, there are more people who are at home who work for the federal government tonight than will be at home on Monday morning with the so-called government shutdown. Please think about what I'm saying. How phony this is. And I don't mean to upset people, and I know I will in some of my, my affiliate markets and so forth. Uh, it is not a priority of 320 million people that you get paid. When we have people who are on unemployment, when we have people who can't find jobs, when we have people who are underemployed. In the private sector, there are times when you don't get paid. And Congress doesn't vote to reimburse you for the 13 days that you didn't get paid. I'm sorry. 
I remember when I was unemployed for 13 months. I don't remember anybody giving a damn. I didn't take one nickel in federal money. Nothing. Zero. And I don't remember Congress voting for me and the others who were unemployed. You know what? That's inhumane. And we don't want to hurt the family and divide this one and that one. No. The real world doesn't operate that way. The real world with 320 million other people does not operate that way. And yet the truth is, they will get paid. I'll be right back. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. My advice to you this weekend is ignore all the news. Four hours, 54 minutes, and three seconds until the government shut down. And we all know nobody's at work in the federal government except the essential employees in defense and intelligence and law enforcement. They're not work at, at work at the Housing and Urban Development Building. I dare you to call over there and tell them you have an uh, application you want to file or you need a particular form. And uh, there's nothing the Republicans are proposing the Democrats can't live with. They just feel they can roll Trump and roll the Republicans, because that's what happens with Republicans. And so far, Trump's holding firm, and I hope they continue to hold firm. The Democrats are boxed in, folks. They are boxed in. A recent poll just came out today, this evening, that most Americans prefer keeping the government open to legalizing DACA aliens, illegal aliens. So the Democrats are on the wrong side of this. So keep the pressure on. Keep the pressure on. Now, I want to get to Wikipedia. On this show, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, not just the host, but the audience. Wikipedia is basically a format in which people who hate you can go into your, I don't even know what you call these, in, 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 into the search of your name, and then there I, I have a profile of sorts, into my profiler page, and poison it. I'm not going to bore you with the whole thing. Let's just go down to, let's see here. They have a section on me. I have a very, very long page. Views on political issues, groups, and politicians. And here's how it starts. According to The Guardian, which of course is a left-wing British paper, but this is how they do it, quote, constant attacks on Democrats and the left are important components of Levin's modus operandi. According to Politico, another left-wing Outlet In May 2009, Levin pronounced almost daily that Obama was a failure, a liar, and a statist who's trying to destroy individual freedom. Of course, that's true, but that's not my point. In June 2017, well, wait a minute. What happened between 2009 and 2017? 
Well, it doesn't matter. Levin accused Bernie Sanders of being a, quote, radical Marxist who believes in violence, unquote. What was my context for that? He, they don't even discuss it. The shooting in Alexandria, and so they're not going to even discuss it. No context. According to Rutgers University political scientist Stephen Eric Broner, who's he? Doesn't matter. Levin tends to use socialism as a catch-all term to condemn any policy that strengthens the social welfare function of the state. Unquote. In July 2014, he called John Stewart a knee-jerk idiot and suggested Stewart was a self-hating Jew. I didn't actually suggest it. I believe I said it. But that's okay. So just take that paragraph. Right? It's all Mickey Mouse stuff. It is cut-and-paste cherry-picking. Now, my views about Democrats include a constant discussion about progressivism, the damage progressivism does to our society, the, the, uh, the ideology and the fact that it's antithetical to constitutional republicanism. We've talked about this. I've written about it at great length. Not a word in my political views about that. Nothing. Now, let's see. What about Republicans? He has criticized Republicans, including Paul Ryan, Lindsey Graham, John McCain, and Mitch McConnell with whom he disagrees on constitutional conservatism. In July 2009, he called former George W. Bush speechwriter David Frum a complete and utter fraud. Levin endorsed Orrin Hatch when he faced a primary challenge in 2012, but later apologized for his endorsement when Hatch said that he would be willing to support a path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants. It was more than that. He lurched left on a whole bunch of issues. Since then, he endorsed a number of Republican primary challenges to incumbent Republican senators. Levin supported the Tea Party Patriots campaign to fire House Speaker John Boehner. Well, I support their campaign, but that's not why I supported firing John Boehner. It goes on, I can't read it all. I endorsed Cruz over a month after Donald Trump was nominated. I endorsed Donald Trump. But this is Mark's views on politicians and other individuals. That's pretty much it. And then they go into my controversial views. Who has a section on controversial views? It's like it's written by Media Matters, President Obama. There's a whole section, President Obama. In 2009, Levin described as absolutely right the statement by Sarah Palin that the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act includes death panels to decide whether elderly people or sick children were worthy of medical care. What does that have to do with me criticizing Obama, putting aside that issue? And if you're going to have a committee set up that has as its purpose to determine how much money is going to be spent on certain drugs, this, that, and the other, well, what would you call it? It goes on. In 2011, a caller to Levin's show, I have no control over who calls my show, claiming to be a neurosurgeon, said that the Department of Health and Human Services had issued a document saying that people over age 70 would not be allowed to receive medical treatments. Levin said to the caller, so Sarah Palin was right. The call was later revealed to be a hoax. Well, how did I know it? So in 15 years, there's one hoax. What does that have to do with me? Why is that on Mark's Wikipedia post? Levin compared supporters of the Affordable Care Act to Nazi brown shirts. No, I didn't. 
completely taken out of context. But you get the point. And it goes on. The wiretap claim. They have a whole section on the wiretap claim. In March 2017, Levin alleged that the Obama administration had used police state surveillance tactics against the Donald Trump campaign during the 2016 presidential election. Quite true. Now, the Associated Press said that Levin voiced without evidence the idea that Obama had wiretapped Trump Tower. Now, AP has been discredited on this already. Discredited. Levin protested the AP report vigorously, demanding a retraction and an apology on the grounds that his sources for the statement included the New York Times and other newspapers. His statement was reprinted by Breitbart News and reportedly became the basis of President Trump's unfounded Trump Tower wiretapping allegations. 2017 reports emerged of a court-ordered FBI wiretap on Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort. While certain Trump supporters alleged that this surveillance vindicated Levin and Trump's unsupported allegations, David A. Graham of The Atlantic noted, This is not true. Trump claimed that he'd been the subject of Obama-ordered politically motivated surveillance, for which there remains no evidence. How stupid is this? How many more times do I have to go over? Even Wikipedia should know. The facts in this. And it goes on, deep state. Weapons of mass destruction, and so forth and so on. If you want to know about me, you should go as far away from the Wikipedia page as possible. Because there's people who come into the page, and edit it, and add to it, and contribute to it. What they're supposed to do, if they were a responsible organization is get the basic information on me. People can go to my radio show and listen, go to Levin TV, find other stuff on the Internet, and then lock it. Lock it. So miscreants and malcontents can't abuse the posting. But this is why I'm telling you, Wikipedia is absolutely unreliable. You may have some factual information in there, but you're going to have a lot of non-factual information in there. Very, very dishonest information in there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even get into some of my books and how they quote critics of the book say this, critics of the book. The book reviews are scores positive, maybe one or two negative by leftists and so forth. You would have no idea reading their comments about my books on Wikipedia. None whatsoever. So I consider this a public service announcement. You want to avoid Wikipedia like the plague? You want to avoid the Weekly Standard and Andrew Ferguson like the plague? And others who I will be calling out and monitoring and keeping an eye on too. There's lots of ways to get factual information. This is not one of them. This is simply not one of them. Wikipedia has a definite left-wing slant. Go look up Hannity. Go look up Limbaugh. Go look up any conservative for that matter. But in my case, they have a particular hate on. And so it was time to call them out and for you to know, stay away from Wikipedia. Particularly if you're young and you're doing research projects and so forth. It's absolutely unreliable and so much of it is propaganda. I'll be right back.
great WBAP. Go. Hello, Mark. How you doing? Okay. It's so great to speak to you. It's a great one. I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Um, go my ahead. comment yeah. is about Wikipedia is basically they have a management for the page that uh, are just tech people. And they just manage the pages. And the content on any page is totally open to anyone, for the most part, to go in and type in their... Now, sir, we've, we have dealt with Wikipedia before, and uh, the administrators there have the capacity to stop the abuse and lock the page. And they've done that in the past, haven't they, Mr. Producer? They've done that in the past. Hold on now. I'm educating you. They've done that in the past, and they will not do it now. So your point is correct. Anybody can come in there and write whatever they want about somebody, and that's exactly what's taking place, and they will not... Clean it up, stop the abuse, and lock the page. Yeah, I didn't know how they got locked, but that's good information. I just a locked page actually has a key on the page because they're understaffed and they get tired of cleaning up after the people who go in there and do their hit jobs and their smear jobs. But for some reason, when it comes to me, they won't do it. That's, uh, that's not, that's, uh, I agree with that's not good. It's it absolutely inappropriate. And so I have to conclude that it's based not on workload, because they've taken care of it in the past, but an ideological approach. So, again, I'm telling my millions of people listening, you can go in there for fun or go in there for leads, but you cannot rely on these pages. And, Carrie, you're kind of underscoring the point. Anybody can go in there and write whatever the hell they want. And if it's not properly policed, that's what you get. I agree with that, yes. All right, my friend. You take care. Let us go to Doug, Trenton, New Jersey. On, uh, let's see, the great WABC, go. Hey, Mark, Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L. Hey, I had worked with some uh, court huh? officials that were erasing some court audio, was talking about how we know each other and taking bribes. And All right, thanks for your call. I'm not going to get involved in some guy's court case. You know, I was involved in this kind of taking bribes on Wikipedia. What, what does that mean? I, I have no idea. It's not what he told Mr. Call's screener, of course. Got a number of issues on the table. Let's add another one. Lindsey Graham. You know, every now and then Lindsey Graham will say something or do something that I agree with, but it is so rare. You know who he's attacking now? He's attacking Tom Cotton. Lindsey Graham went on MSNBC to attack Tom Cotton. To attack Tom Cotton. I want you to listen to this. Cut five, go. The point I'm trying to make is at 10 o'clock Thursday morning, he thought this was a pretty good proposal. Mm -hmm. We could always make it better. Uh, Now they've taken a hard-edged approach. All I can say is that we're not going to end family immigration for DACA. The the Tom Cotton approach has no viability here. You know, he's become sort of the Steve King of the Senate. I like Tom, but on immigration, he's... Yeah, let's just just stop here. Mr. Producer... I'm quite serious. Ask Lindsey Graham to come on the program. I want to debate immigration with him. Um, you'll recall, my wife will recall, I bumped into Lindsey Graham a few years ago in a green room, and I said, you know, we've tried to get you on the show. He said, well, I'm prepared to come on the show. Well, come on. Come on the show. I want to have a discussion with you about immigration and what your priorities are. Um. 
You're taking cheap shots at people you don't agree with now, like Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton is a war vet, unlike Lindsey Graham, who was, I think, what, a judge or something, rather? Uh, in the reserves or something? I don't know. I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying the cheap shots. And he says, not here, not now, the family uh, you know, re- reunification. But I have a lot of familiarity with the immigration laws, with the visa process now, the various categories, how these things are supposed to be enforced. And I think it's time to have a discussion with Lindsey Graham on national radio with somebody who knows this stuff. Uh, As well as his uh, conduct. I would like to discuss that with him, too. He didn't trash Dick Durbin, but he's trashing Tom Cotton. He's also trashing, of course, Steve King. He's trashing fellow Republicans. But this seems to be the big issue for uh, Lindsey Graham, legalizing illegal aliens. And if he says, Mark, what would you do about it? I would not give them legal status. I know that much. I would not give them legal status. I would not give them citizenship. I would not give them amnesty. I would not give them a whole panoply of federal benefits. I know I wouldn't do that. Would you deport them all? No, but I'd certainly deport more than we're deporting now. And I make conditions such that they would want to leave. And then I would ask Lindsey Graham about his comment a few days ago when he was defending Dick Durbin, and I would ask him, You made that hellhole comment in 2013. What do you mean by that? Are you a racist? And now you've made a comment basically that all societies are the same. You want to defend that? I'll I'll, I'll debate them. Come on. He's everywhere, that guy. Everywhere. And may I ask you, is there a... I won't say that because I want to lure him onto their show. Never mind. Never mind. I want Lindsey Graham to come onto the show. Let the word go out to discuss immigration. Discuss hellholes. What he meant by that. To discuss, to discuss um, if somebody comes here illegally in every situation, other than the fact that they're criminals or this, that, or that, but in any situation, they behave themselves otherwise. Uh, does he believe they should be deported? If anybody comes here illegally and hasn't committed a crime, isn't a terrorist threat, isn't a drag on society, should they be deported or not? What's the timeline? 2007? 2017? What is his position on that? As well as the people who overstay their visas. I'll be right back. Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. May I ask you a question? If a family is divided, if there's a child in this country and a parent or the parents are in another country, whose fault is that? Who did that? Well, it's no fault of his own. It's no fault of ours either. Tell me, what policies encourage that kind of behavior, the policies that are being promoted by Lindsey Graham and his ilk? They encourage that kind of behavior. As long as you're going to tell people in other countries, if you can get your kid into the United States, 
you get to follow. Is that helpful to a nuclear family in another country? Is that helpful to do that sort of thing? And then blame the American people who don't agree with it, saying, stop doing that. Stop doing that. And they won't stop doing it. Lindsey Graham is a, uh, a guy I would love to debate. I would love to debate him. The question is whether he's a gutless wonder or not. You like trivia? What British-styled shirts have I been raving about all year? You know this one. I wear them on TV and the meetings and social events. They're literally my favorite dress and business casual shirts. If you said CD shirts, you're right. And my friends at CD shirts tell me I have the best dressed listeners in America. You. That's because you guys purchased more CT shirts than any other radio program. That includes you, right? Well, apparently it doesn't include all of you. What's holding you back? Seriously. CD shirts are British styled using the softest, most exquisite fabrics ever. Work or casual, tie or no tie, tucked or untucked. When you're wearing a CT shirt, you look great and you know it. Let me help you get started. One CT shirt normally costs a hundred bucks. Right now, you get three, three shirts for just $99. That's 60% off. And CT shirts come with free delivery, a six month quality guarantee, and free returns. And if you hurry, 99 bucks gets you three amazing CT shirts. Here's how you do it. You go to ctshirts.com slash Levin. CTShirts.com slash L-E-V-I-N. That's CTShirts.com slash Levin. I wouldn't wait any longer. You know, I'm wondering if I have some kind of a bug in my email system now. Some kind of virus. I really do. They keep giving me the same emails, even though I keep deleting them, deleting them, deleting them. It's slow as hell. They'll have to put that in Wikipedia, I think. My view of uh, viruses. Let us go to Karen, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Hey, Mark. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. It, uh, I'm so delighted to tell you how much I appreciate you and the other conservatives that are shouting so loud for us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I can't uh, speak what, for the others, but I can speak for myself. Thank you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, what I wanted to say was I totally agree with you 100% on the Wikipedia deal. And um, you had suggested people take a peek at maybe Rush and Hannity and see what they have to say about that. I am suggesting something that I had done some time ago, and it was actually the last time I have ever been into Wikipedia because they're so utterly ridiculous. I looked up Bill Clinton. You would have thought they were putting him up for sainthood. Mm-hmm. I assume they didn't have any pictures. <laughs> Just saying. (laughs) Okay, Karen. That did it. I'm like, done. That is ridiculous. Well, thank you. And uh, I'm with you. Thank you for your call. Caleb, Mesquite, Texas, again, WBAP. How are you? Hey, Mark. Uh, I just want to say I've been listening for a long time, and thanks for having me on. And what's that? Oh, oh, you're welcome. Sure. Uh, All right, so... I'm going to have to disagree with you on the Wikipedia thing. Go ahead. All right. Well, whenever you say that 
you know, Wikipedia should take down things that people say about you on the page. You're giving validity to the argument that YouTube and Facebook should be able to take down conservative viewpoints because they don't like what they have to say. No, what I'm saying is that people lie about me, uh, that, and they're supposed to police the page, they ought to police the page. For instance, if I know your last name and I put up a Wikipedia site and say things about you, <coughs> you might say the same thing. This has nothing to do with freedom of speech. I'm not the government. This has to do with accuracy. You're going to hold yourself out, and it's not merely a social site like Facebook and Google, so you're quite wrong on both counts. This is a, it's called Pedia, you know, like encyclopedia. And so when you look up a person's name, you're supposed to know something about the person. Or at least say, some people think this, some people think that. Don't just lo let leftists go in there and load it up like that. Yes, they should police it. Okay. I see, I, I see what you're saying. Thanks for clearing uh, that up for me. It's not, it's not a social site. It's supposed to be a research site. I mean, if, 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 if an encyclopedia or some other research device did the same thing, I'd say exactly the same thing. Don't use it. It's not accurate. And, and I don't think Google and Facebook should do what they're doing. But on the other hand, they're not research sites. In my opinion, they're not research sites. You plug in a name and a bunch of things pop up. But Wikipedia holds itself out. Not just as a site-defined stuff, but as an authority on the person. So there's my name with a whole page. There's the Mark Levin Wikipedia page. In Google, there's a thousand links to me, right? In, uh, in Facebook, uh, I have my own page. And there can be a debate over the politics of it and so forth and so on. But Wikipedia is supposed to be uh, sort of, if it's not a definitive statement about who the person is, more to my point. Why bother? All right, Caleb, thanks for your call, buddy. Cindy, Mountain View, Mountain View, Oklahoma, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Mark? Very well, thank you. I went to college a few years ago. I, I graduated late in life. I was in my 40s when I finally went to college. And in the small town in Weatherford, Oklahoma, they would not let us on every syllabus. It said Wikipedia could not be a resource for any research paper. Mm-hmm. Because all of our professors didn't believe, and they no, they wouldn't let us use it. And Google and Facebook would be irrelevant because they're not oh, a. Yes. They, they're right. They're not like the 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 source of the information. You can go in there and do research. And you can accept it or not accept it, but you can use Google now or use Bing or use whatever in order to track down information that you want. I do it all the time, but Wikipedia is the research information. Yes, it is. Or, or that's how they hold themselves out, anyway. Say it is, but our our professor said, "Oh no, they they're not a because, in, like you you've been saying, anybody can go on there and put anything they want to on there." Apparently so. Well, how how can that be proper? It Nobody shouldn't can. be wicked. I, I don't even know why they have the pedia in their name. Quite frankly. Yeah, Wikalia. Wicka Wikashmika. Yeah. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. By the way, four hours, 17 minutes, and 51 seconds until the government shutdown. I hope you have plenty of toilet paper. Uh, not for the reasons you might think. You can make it wet and throw it at your TV after you realize how ridiculous this whole thing is. 
I've been through these over and over and over again, as many of you have been. They are not memorable three months later. It is the politicians playing the American people. It is the left blackmailing the the American people. It is the media. You, You should look at the media right now, trying to drive up their ratings. Go ahead and look at it. They have these countdown clocks, and uh, they talk about Armageddon and who's responsible and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the military wasn't funded before the so-called government shutdown. The priorities of the left are the priorities of the government. And so now the priorities die. I'll give you another example. Here we have Bernie Sanders on with the morning schmo. This just shows you how bad the morning schmo show has gotten. First they have... Uh, uh, you know, they have, uh, 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 what's it, Lindsey Graham, and then they have Bernie Sanders. All right, cut seven, go. They say people like you are holding up the government to get DACA through. What do you make of that argument? Uh, the reason that we have to deal with DACA now is there is zero guarantee, given the fact that you have good legislation on the that has been written by Durbin, by Lindsey Graham. No, it's not, uh, but, but it's not good legislation. You know damn well it's not good legislation. I read one, one review that said it would result in 11 million, not 800,000, ultimately getting legalization. They've been working on this for month after month after month. And look at the authors. It's not a conservative among them. Go ahead. Spread support among the American people and within Congress. There is zero reason to believe that McConnell will allow that bill to come to the surface unless mm-hmm. it is attached to a must-pass. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Does Mika Scarborough realize that she's become a caricature of herself? That Saturday Night Live has played her as a complete airhead? An airhead to an airhead? Apparently she doesn't. We don't need to hear any more of uh, Big Mouth Red there. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is, this is their priority. This is their priority. They say it over and over and over again. Believe them. Believe them. And Mika Scarborough agrees. Mika Brzezinski agrees <clears throat> Excuse me, with, uh, with what Bernie Sanders is saying. So all this talk, we're going to shut down the government and kill people. We're going to shut down the government. The little kids won't have health care. We're going to shut down the government. You won't be able to visit this. This museum's closed. That's that. Well, why are they doing that? If this is their priority. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. the Senate to go home. I would advise the media to go home. Stop playing with the American people. Try, stop trying to upset the American people. Everybody's got their own agenda here. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. The agenda is not America's agenda. The Democrats no, have no intention of properly funding the military. None. They have no intention of securing the border. Uh, they are absolutely reckless and they're dragging us into a uh, I don't know, into uncharted waters. All I keep hearing is, the American people, you know, they they want a budget. The American people, we don't want a budget. We want our country back. That's what we want. 
I think they should shut down the government until the military is properly funded. I think they should shut down the government if the Democrats are, are blackmailing uh, the rest of us into giving legalization to illegal aliens. Shut it down. I'm quite serious about this. It's been done 18 times before. It was done by Reagan. It was the only way to get the liberals under control. That's it. It's the only way to get the military funded, only way to defeat the Soviet Union, only way to cut the budget. You know, a president who didn't participate in any of this was George W. Bush. He allowed the Democrats in Congress to run all over him. So the government was never shut down, and uh, everybody was happy. And spending went through the roof. The second biggest spender in American history behind Obama was George W. Bush. The second biggest debt creator behind Barack Obama was George W. Bush. And the Republicans in Congress up to 2006. That's the truth. And here's something interesting. Studies show that security systems deter burglars. It's a fact, but there's still a burglary every eight seconds in America. Well, how? Well, think about it. Do burglars give up just because some houses have security systems? No, of course not. They find a house that isn't protected. That's why securing your home is truly a necessity. So let me recommend this brilliant security system built by my buddies at Simply Safe. Simply Safe is ridiculously smart, and its sensors will protect every point of access to your home. Plus, if a burglar so much as tries to break in, an ear-shattering siren will let them know that the police are already on their way. And best of all, Simply Safe's 24/7 monitoring is just $14.99 a month, and they'll never lock you in a long-term contract. With Simply Safe, you'll even get a 60-day money-back guarantee. So there's no reason not to try it today. Go with the only home security I trust, Simply Safe, by going to simplysafemark.com. That's simplysafemark.com. Simplysafemark.com. All right. I'm in a hell of a time with my uh, email tonight. But let's take some calls, shall we? Nick, El Paso, Texas, the great KTSM. Go. Hey, Mark. Good show. Thank here, you. I'm here on the border, on the front line well, yep. of the illegal immigration. But these three knuckleheads, Lindsey Graham, Flake, and uh, and Paul, hey, mm-hmm. here in Texas we got plenty of territory where they can set up their, their military bases if they don't want them. Lindsey Graham's always uh, bitching about the military not getting enough pay. We mm-hmm. can use those military bases in South Carolina and in uh, uh, Kentucky, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Fort Knox. And Tucson, Arizona, they got a large Air Force base in Phoenix. And Yuma, Arizona, Marine Base. We'll take them. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know why the people of South Carolina don't kick this goober out. I mean, I know the system is stacked against them because they've opened primaries, so Democrats come in. And this is what Lindsey Graham's counting on. Lindsey Graham needs Democrats to win the Republican nomination for the Senate. And so that's his agenda. He's the Nancy Pelosi of the Senate. He wants to call Tom Cotton names. Lindsey Graham is the Nancy Pelosi of the United, of the United States Senate. All right, Nick, thank you for your call, my friend. Let's continue. Mason, in Athens, Alabama, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? I'm doing, doing well. General Mark Levin of the Constitutional Army, I salute you, sir. Thank you, my friend. Mark, I just had two quick questions about Wikipedia and the shutting down of the government. 
Number one, doesn't Wikipedia kind of have a credibility problem? I'm not saying they do, and I'm not saying they don't. I'm just asking. Do you remember when Mia Love had information about her posted on Wikipedia, and it was really biased and very demeaning of her? And number two, haven't the Democrats shown their hypocrisy in terms of government shutdowns? Back when Barack Obama was in office, and I'm not being a liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat, being bipartisan about this. I'm being serious about this. But didn't the Democrats kind of didn't want the government shut down when the when Barack Obama was in office? But now that Donald Trump is in office, now they want Correct. they don't want, they're threatening the shutdown. Well, oh. does that surprise you? Isn't that what progressives do? The ends justify the means. Well, it just shows the hypocrisy of some of some people in office, and yet there's so much out there on YouTube on everything now, and it's mind-boggling how how this is so gotten. I mean, they say one thing, they flip, they flop, just like Hillary Clinton does with the immigration thing and all this other stuff. He said, it. well, we need to secure our borders. Bill Clinton said the same thing. And then, uh-oh, open borders. So let me ask you a question. Just because the Democrat Party's agenda changes, why should America's agenda change with it? It shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. And that's what we're fighting. All right, Mason, thank you for your call. Michael, Yanceyville, North Carolina, Sirius Satellite. Quickly, go. Mr. Levin, it's a pleasure. Thank you. I wanted to tell you that I, about a year ago, edited an article and added some factual uh, non-positive information to an actress. I can't remember the name. And I I gave citations as was required. And within two weeks, all of the information that I added was removed. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Yes, sir. And I wanted to thank you before... Um, thank you for you got me involved in what's happening in America in politics. I subscribe to CRTV and I'm a district captain for a convention of states. I want to say thank you. I owe it all to you. No, you, you don't. You're great. just terrific. And uh, you're using your mind, of which I am uh, much, much appreciative. Thank you, Michael. All right, folks, we got a powerful hour left. You should know that the government officially shuts down in about four hours. It officially shut down actually about three hours ago. I'll be back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. This is Hour 3, our countdown to the government shutdown. Hey, that rhymes. That's right. Less than four hours now. Have you prepared for the government shutdown, ladies and gentlemen? Did you buy extra toilet paper? Did you buy bottled water? Do you have your galoshes? Have you paid your heating bill? Did you fill up your cars? Do you have a a first aid kit ready to go? Do you have your crank-operated radio ready? Do you have your battery-operated socks? Uh, do you have your special food? The government's about to shut down, ladies and gentlemen. Have you planned? Have you made preparations? Actually, Mr. Call Screener, let's have a couple lines open here. Have you made preparations for the big government shutdown? During the break, <laughs> I've been 
watching the different TV channels, and I'm scared. Three hours, 53 seconds, uh, 53 minutes and one second left. So the government officially shuts down, and it's Saturday morning. What are your plans for Saturday? Where are you going to go? You're going to pack up the kids and and load up your car? Where are you going to go? Why do people keep texting me during the damn show? But they can't help it. Anyway, what are your plans? What are your preparations, ladies and gentlemen? I hope one of them is to shut off your TV, quite frankly. What are your plans? What are your preparations? How will the government shut down affect the average American. I'm not talking about federal employees and federal contractors and so forth and so on. You know, there are 320 million people out there. Many of them don't work for the government. I have no problem with people working for the government and federal contractors. We need these things. My problem is it's totally out of control. How many things do we need? So this isn't an attack on the federal workforce or federal contractors. I'm asking a serious question. When you look at the panic that the media are trying to create, and they are. They're trying to create a panic. They are trying to, uh, uh, to, to buffalo people. Then I assume we have to prepare for this. You have enough savings in your account. You have enough savings. You have enough blankets in case, you know, the heat is turned off. What else do you need? the hell do I know? Flashlights. Do you have a flashlight? With D batteries and C batteries, they tend to run out very, very quickly. How about an umbrella? Are you prepared for the government shutdown? I'm curious to know. And don't you think we need more illegal aliens in America? Because the Democrats do. Don't you think we need more illegal aliens? And if they get into the country, don't you think we should legalize them? Why should you, the American citizen, be separating children from their parents? Why should you be separating husbands from wives, grandparents from grandchildren? Why should you? Oh, they're doing it? Well, why are they doing it? Because of Lindsey Graham. People like that who keep telling them. We shouldn't be separating uh, family members. I don't know about you. I'm not separating family members. I don't even know who they are. I have nothing to do with it. And it's and it's even more confounding to me when Cory Booker and Lindsey Graham and Mitt Romney have all said that our society really is no different than any other society. So what's the problem with people going back to their original homes, having come here illegally? Children, old people, middle-aged, what's the problem? Yes, what's the problem? It's now three hours, 49 minutes, and 44 seconds until the government shutdown. Now, for our government, the government shutdown means that 17% of the government shuts down and 83% of it never shuts down. You couldn't shut down this damn government under any circumstances. You realize that? You could try to shut this thing. It's not shutting down. It's not going anywhere. Shutting down. So the Democrats create this massive Leviathan, right? It's everywhere. It's in your face. 
You can't live without it, they say. And then they say they're going to shut it down. But it's the Republicans' fault. So confused. Seriously, just think through what these people are trying to do to us. Think through how they're playing us. Think through this psychology. Think through the media, the phony journalists and reporters, the pom-pom boys and girls and the Rockettes, what they're trying to do to you, what they're trying to do to us. They're trying to stampede us for more spending, more government, more illegal aliens. They're trying to stampede us. That's what they're doing. Oh, the government's going to shut down. Who gives a crap? I've been around. You've been around the doing my since 1974. It shut down 18 times. You know the result of government shutdowns? It's always been better. It's better. Newt Gingrich and the boys and girls up against Clinton shut down the government to get what? Workfare shut down the government to get what? A balanced budget. Now Clinton runs around taking credit for it. Reagan shut down the government five or six times. What happened? We defeated the Soviet Union. He got some funding for SDI, the MX missile, the Pershing twos, the United States military. And he wouldn't fund all their water projects. And he shut down the government. Oh, my God. It'll be a disaster. What happened when Ted Cruz... No, I'm playing along that it's always our fault, okay? What happened when Ted Cruz shut down the government for 15 or 16 days in 2013? The Republicans picked up members in the Senate and the House. Oh, my God, can't have that. And then we have Lindsey Graham, the Nancy Pelosi of the Senate, going on MSNBC and trashing Tom Cotton. Trashing Tom Cotton. If that guy's not an outlier, I don't know what is, quite frankly. Oh, he's an outlier. He's an outlier. There's no question about it. But it doesn't matter. Lindsay. Lindsay. I wonder how many of his childhood friends actually thought he'd ever be a senator. Seriously. You said, I'll bet zero. Only in America. Only in America. The Senate and the House, they're filled with lightweights. That's part of the problem. They can't speak. They can't think. They stand for nothing. But what's happening right now is a massive ruse. It's a massive ruse. We're all being played. The government never shuts the hell down. Doesn't mean certain services here and there won't be affected and certain people here. But society as a whole will be utterly unaffected. Now, what happens if the government doesn't shut down and the Republicans go along with the Democrats? The military continues to be eviscerated. The rest of the budget is completely out of control. And ultimately, we'll have millions and millions of new Americans coming into the country as a result of amnesty. So you should be wanting a government shutdown if it stops that. Our hope now is that the Republicans don't cave. Our hope now is that the White House stands firm. Right? Yes, I think so. Shouldn't he be talking with the, you know, the Democrat, the hilarious, can't use the phrase chain migration, can't use the phrase illegal alien, but they use other phrases to describe something that's not happening. The government isn't shutting down. I said it in the first hour, I'll say it in the second hour, let me say it in the third hour, because people come and go when it comes to a three-hour radio show, although most of you stay and I appreciate that. There will be more people 
who work for the federal government today, right now, as I speak, tonight, at home, eating dinner, at the movies, wherever, there will be more federal employees not working right now than Monday morning when the government is, quote-unquote, shut down. 98, 99% of the federal workforce, I'm not talking about the military, but the federal workforce is not at any domestic department or agency, as I speak. They're not going to process any forms. They're not going to send any checks. They're not going to give out any grants or contracts. Nothing. Zero. They're empty. The buildings are mostly empty. Monday morning, there'll be tens of thousands of civil servants, even if the government shut down. Let's take the Department of Justice, my old haunt, where I was chief of staff. There's 125, 130,000 employees, so many we're not exactly sure. By the way, when I was there, there were 90,000, 35 years. Now there's 100 and some thousand. Okay, got it. 95,000 of them are considered essential employees. 95,000 of them will be there Monday morning, even if the government quote-unquote shuts down. Right? Let's say the total is 130,000 employees. 95,000 of them will be there Monday morning. Of the 130,000 who work for the Department of Justice, how many are working tonight? Not 95,000. That much I can tell you. Not 95,000. It's three hours and a half till the government shuts down. And the media keep pushing this, pushing this. They see this as a ratings opportunity. That's what it is. Whenever those clocks pop up, that's what it is. It's like they have 14,000 days to the next State of the Union address. I think it's a huge disservice. And again, I think it's an effort to stampede us. To stampede us and to get their ratings up. They need conflict. They need anger. They need upset. That's what they need and that's what they want. You know, the first one to a horrific event, I've decided, is not the cops and the firefighters. It's the media. They're the ambulance chasers. It's the media. They're the first one to any event. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, when the Attorney General of California announces that employers who cooperate with the federal government in upholding federal immigration law, says that he will prosecute employers who do so. He's a leader in the Democrat leftist part of the party. What do you make of that? Here he is. His name is Xavier Becerra. Cut 12, go. There are new laws in place in California now in 2018, with the advent of 2018. I mentioned two of them specifically, AB, uh, AB 450 and SB 54. AB 450 in particular deals with the workplace uh, in particular and how we go about treating the information about 
the workplace and employees at the workplace by employers such that we try to protect the privacy interests of people who work there and that we're not sharing information in ways that would violate the the rights, the privacy rights of those individuals and the ability of folks to work free of uh, coercion and free of, of fear at, at the workplace. So is that to say, if you find there are employers who have violated AB450, is your office, are you guys ready to go if there are violators uh, I, I'm not I'm not hearing this well Mr. Producer is that us or is that the uh, audio okay that's us well here's what he says if there are violators of California law out there law enforcement will investigate and prosecute authorities could be the local prosecuting authorities or it could be the attorney general's office will prosecute those who violate law so if Employers in California work with the federal government to enforce federal law. California says they will prosecute the employers. Now, this doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of holding up in federal court. We've got the Supremacy Clause, and we also have a Supreme Court decision going back around 200 years right now. But this guy is a hack and a fraud. All of a sudden, the most radical of states like California, the most radical of politicians like this clown, support states' rights. But this isn't a states' rights issue. This is a settled issue. So taking a a page from the old Confederacy on the sanctuary cities, which is an attempt to nullify federal enforcement, And now these so-called statutes where the Attorney General says he will prosecute employers in his state, again, taking a page from the old Confederacy to nullify federal laws and punish people who comply with federal laws. This is why California is losing productive people, whatever race, whatever background, small businesses, taxpayers. Nobody wants to put up with this anarchy, this ideologically driven anarchy. Nobody wants to put up with this. Quite remarkable, isn't it? Now, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, maybe the answer to some of this is for some red states to take the same position. When it comes to the Second Amendment, that we have sanctuary cities and counties and towns where we acknowledge no federal Second Amendment laws. We call them Second Amendment sanctuary states. Second Amendment sanctuary cities, Second Amendment sanctuary towns. We're sanctuaries too. For people who believe in the Second Amendment. Law-abiding American citizens who believe in the Second Amendment and own weapons. We're doing the same thing. And we expect these Obama left-wing judges to uphold it. And we expect these blue state left-wing attorneys general and these blue city left-wing district attorneys to do the same thing, to defend us. That's number one. Number two, we will prosecute anyone who gets in the way of our Second Amendment rights, regardless of federal law. Because we passed a statute here in the state 
that protects people who are law-abiding owners of weapons. How is that any different from a constitutional basis or a logical basis from what this clown attorney general just said? How is that any different from any of these cities that have gone rogue? Red states can pick issues too. Well, take abortion. Why not? We don't respect the federal government's position on abortion, Congress's position on abortion, the Supreme Court's position on abortion. You see, ladies and gentlemen, what's happening now is that the leftists and the blue states and the blue cities, they're embracing the arguments, not about slavery, obviously. They're embracing the lawless arguments and the rogue positions of the old Confederacy. These things have been litigated. They've been resolved. They've been duped out on the battlefield. They've been duped out in, in our courtrooms. But now the Democrats are embracing it. I'll be back. Blasting conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. The Democrats have overplayed their hands. The media have overplayed their hands. Uh, it is not Armageddon. It is not a catastrophe. The government shuts down all the time. It's called nighttime. It's called the weekends. It's called the holidays. Social Security checks are going out. Medicare payments are being made. They are separate and apart from the usual appropriation process as a matter of federal statute. I'm sure the Democrats are upset about that because they want as much pain as possible in order to get their legalization for illegal aliens through. But they've overplayed their hands because finally the Republicans have listened to us on this program, you and me. And they've explained the stark choice. The Democrats are saying that we will shut down the government to the extent it's shut down, we've already had that discussion, but let's just go with their propaganda. We will shut down the government if you do not give illegal aliens legal status. It's not just the Democrats. This is also uh, Lindsey Graham, and he needs to be called out in particular, as does Jeff Flake. These are two miscreants and malcontents who happen to wind up in the United States Senate. They're terribly, terribly flawed in so many ways, but there they are. Screwballs, gadflies. I guess I won't be getting Lindsey Graham, will I? Well, that's the truth. He wouldn't come on anyway, trust me. Hillsdale College, you know, a new movie about Winston Churchill, The Darkest Hour, a great movie, is causing renewed interest in this great leader. Well, I've got access to insight on Churchill, only available from Hillsdale College. My friend, my dear friend, Dr. Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale, the world's leading scholar on Churchill, has a fantastic piece about the three lessons we can learn from Churchill. It's yours for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Did you know that Britain once stood alone against the power of Nazi Germany? Well, Dr. Arn tells the inspiring story about Churchill's wise courage and what it teaches us. No one knows these great Churchill stories better than Larry Arn. In fact, the official biography of Winston Churchill is published by Hillsdale College Press. And one of the experts on it who was involved in it, Dr. Larry Arn. 
But this piece appears in Imprimus, Hillsdale's free speech digest with 3.7 million readers. It's one of the most widely read publications in the country with a larger circulation than the New York Times, a larger circulation than the viewership at MSNBC and CNN combined. Read this inspiring edition and start receiving Imprimus free every month as part of Hillsdale's commitment to help all Americans pursue truth and defend liberty. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Seriously, check it out. Check it out. You'd need to get in Primus, and uh, this is the number one place, the number one college. It's particularly here when it comes to Winston Churchill, among many other things, quite frankly. I'm honored to have them as a sponsor. Let's take Well, before we take more calls, this, this doesn't really fit in neatly with the things I've been discussing, but it doesn't matter. It's a montage by our friends at the Washington Free Beacon. The way the media, it's just another example to expose the media for what they are, which is pathetic. They're a very different attitude toward Donald Trump's health and Hillary Clinton's health. Remember how they kept defending Hillary and attacked anyone who questioned it, even though she fell down, was slurring her speech, was yelling, and so forth? Cut 13, go! Jacob, you mentioned conspiracy theories in the last segment. Let's talk about one of those. Uh, Let's stop. That's the idiot Brian Stelter of CNN. I can tell he has a pre-bubescent voice. All right, let's go back. Top of the uh, segment, uh, top of the clip, cut 13, go. Jacob, you mentioned conspiracy theories in the last segment. Let's talk about one of those. Uh, All the claims about Hillary Clinton's health. The tiptoeing is over. The whispers are turning into shouts. President Trump's fitness for office is now the top story in the country. That is basically a dog whistle uh, to all of those uh, supporters out there who have been uh, questioning uh, Hillary Clinton's health. Is there anything you're keeping from us for privacy reasons? That sounded like a wink to supporters who have raised bogus questions about Clinton's health. For Rudy Giuliani to say, Google Hillary Clinton and health. That's not outlandish. Does it seem likely in any way that members of the GOP will take this seriously, will want to take a look at the president's mental fitness? Trump also questioning Clinton's health, which appears to have zero basis. We looked up Hillary Clinton illness, and we found multiple articles debunking these wild-eyed lunatic conspiracy theories. That I thought if you ran into Donald Trump at a backyard barbecue, you would find his adult children and ask what they were doing to treat him for memory care. I think that's the case. Virologist who was diagnosing Hillary Clinton on the basis of a piece of videotape. Okay. He's, he both has these issues of mental fitness. And then has these actual questions of intellectual capacity. If you don't have a medical degree, shut up. So a urologist went on Hannity's show to pass judgment on Hillary Clinton's mental state of mind. Donald Trump was in the early stages of dementia. And he's passing judgment on her mental well-being. Do you think Donald Trump is well? My question is, why are so many Trump surrogates fueling these rumors about Hillary Clinton's health? think that it's okay to question the fitness of the sitting president of the United States. It's really a cue to his voters, to his supporters, to think, oh, maybe maybe she does have that secret illness that I've heard about on talk radio. We would say these are the messages from a person who is not well, from a leader who is not fit for office. But many Americans are worried, and journalists need to cover that. You know, th- to listen to this is not just to point out hypocrisy, such complete intellectual dishonesty. These are people on TV, on CNN and MSNBC. 
the the you talk about deranged. These are deranged people, quite frankly. I don't even think this is funny. I don't think that montage is funny. It's sick. And I wanted you to hear it. Adam, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the great WAPI. Go. Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call. You bet. I am I'm preparing for the government shutdown and buy some champagne. I'm gonna watch yeah. CNN because it's the only time there's a countdown to midnight where Don Lemon's not gonna be drunk. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Ooh. Well well done, Adam. Well done. Let's see, uh Ruth. Salem, Oregon, the great K-Y-K-N. Go right ahead. Hey, hey Mark, how are you? Good. I'm a, I'm a federal employee that works for the VA, and I'm working right now. I'm not getting paid, but I'm working. Look and down the, the way, hall. Look down the hall. How many other people are working? Oh, they're all gone. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I've been told to return next week that I'll get paid as normal and not to watch the news. I've been directed to do that. Because they're telling you the truth, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're actually and trying to come in. You're going to be paid like 83% of the others. Don't watch the news. The news completely out of control. Yeah, and I want to tell you, and I told your call screener this, we have been hurting for employees so bad. I am busting my tail. We don't have enough people. Uh, we can't do the job. I work for the Department of Veteran Affairs. And That's it because it's the VA, and no offense, but we need more competition with the VA. Well, you know, when, when Obamacare came online, anybody that could get into the VA did. The system was never intended for this, never. And I, I, we've got such good doctors, but they are inundated. And and all I work in legal, so every time, you know, I mean, 80% of my claims. Wait, I no, let me get this straight, though. And, and and by the way, you're a very nice lady. I can already tell. You're a lawyer at the VA, and they're telling you to come in because you're essential, right? <laughs> uh, I guess. I guess. Well, I that's what I keep legal. pointing out. You're part of the 83 percent. Well, okay, I guess. That's I'm okay. I'm just saying when they say it's a government shutdown, really, it's not a government shutdown. They're they're little pieces of the government that are affected, but overall, the government is not shut down. No, and I was getting excited at the thought of having a, a vacation, to tell you that. There you go. Uh-oh, now you gave it up. You're not allowed All to right. say that. You're not allowed to say that, counselor. Yes, All right. I'm not a Thank counselor. I'm, I'm a paralegal, but thank you. Well, paralegals are actually better than lawyers for the most part. All right, Ruth, I appreciate your call. And she just told the truth. I've got federal employees all around me. And they tell me the same thing. It's like teachers on a snow day. They're praying for snow as much as the students are praying for snow. It's human nature. It's okay. I get it. But that doesn't mean the government should operate that way. So all night long, it'll be all weekend long, you're going to be filled with this demagogic propaganda. If people are going to die from a quote-unquote government shutdown, as Diane Frankenfeinstein says, why is she voting for it? Do you realize how stupid these politicians are? How they get caught up in their own idiotic rhetoric and propaganda? How inconsistent and hypocritical they are one year to the next, one speech to the next. 
Andy, Savannah, Georgia, the great WTKS. Go. Thanks for choosing me, Mark. You're welcome. Glad, glad to be talking to you. Uh, I was uh, kind of disappointed when you busted out Wikipedia because I used to use them for information purposes. Um, I play a little music, uh, guitar and such, and uh, I'd research uh, about different things uh, related to guitars historically and, and different facts about them, and, and now I'm beginning to even doubt all that. Sounds like people can just edit this thing at will. You can get information from there, but double-check it, triple-check it. That's what you have to do. Uh, so, Andy, what are you doing for the government shutdown? Did you buy extra toilet paper? Uh, well, actually, I'll be uh, carrying on just as usual. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be just like the Y2K. Uh, yeah, you remember that computer, one? <laughs> yeah. Doubt whether or not the computer could uh, add another number to uh, what it already had. Do you remember our businesses spent tens of billions of dollars on that stuff, and it never came to pass? Oh, that was just so exciting. All right, my friend. Appreciate your call. You know, here's a great New Year's resolution. Resolve right here and right now that January is the month and 2018 is the year to stop living in fear of the IRS. Resolve right now to stop worrying if today is the day the IRS shows up at work. Resolve to stop lying awake at night worrying how you'll provide for your family after the IRS garnishes your wages and freezes your bank accounts. Turn your resolution into reality and call the number one tax resolution firm, Optima Tax Relief. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are good people, people with families, homes, savings, and paychecks that need protection, which explains how they've resolved over a half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients. And by the way, they're rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. Plus, these guys are experts in helping their clients take advantage of the Fresh Start Initiative. Perhaps the biggest break the IRS has ever offered. Give yourself the gift of resolution this year. Call the experts that I trust at Optima Tax Relief. Here's the number. 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. You see, they have not shut down. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, when I leave the air, there'll be approximately three hours left for American civilization. America comes to an end at midnight in one sec. We all are Cinderella. We're all Cinderella. Well, Rich is my producer anyway. So, I want to wish you well. I hope you've taken all the precautions you need to take. I hope you're set for the government shutdown. I suspect you'll be losing electricity. If you use natural gas, you know what I mean, not your, you, you know what I mean. Natural gas, you probably won't have that either. I understand these shelves for water and toilet paper in the uh, grocery stores and supermarkets are empty now. There's been a run on the banks. All because... of the government will show up for work on Monday morning. 98% of the government went home three hours ago. And because the media keep pumping this and pumping this, and the Republicans, let me just say that you damn well better not bend. You've got the Democrats exactly where you need them. 
The American people will soon find out what a fraud the media are as a whole, that the Democrats do not stand for the American people. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Ladies and gentlemen, every Friday, in honor of you. officially over the government's officially shut down the weekend begins now have some fun we salute our armed forces police officers firefighters and emergency personnel 
Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. And good night, Zelda. Get Al-Qaeda. Get Taliban. Get Hezbollah. Get Hamas. Get all those subhuman cockroaches. I'll see you right here Monday. Make sure you lock all your doors.